Hi there and welcome to At Night with Vaughn. This is something that I've actually wanted to do for quite a while now, is start my own little sort of podcast. I've always really been into the paranormal, I've had a very strange upbringing in regards to that, I've got lots of stories to tell myself, and also I'm going to try and get some guests on the show, people that I know, that have been through some paranormal experiences, and maybe some strangers that I don't know. Maybe if this podcast picks up some traction, I'll get people contacting me. So I thought I would first start this podcast with my own story. And this one's called Darker Than Dark. So growing up, I always had this weird ability that when I was trying to go to sleep, my ears would buzz. Sort of that ringing noise you get when the room's really, really quiet and there's nothing else to hear. You hear that slight ringing in your ears. Well, as far back as when I was about five or six, every time I would try to sleep at night, this is what I would hear, the ringing. But in my case, it would start to get louder and it would get louder and it would get louder to the point where it almost sounded high-pitched, like someone was blowing a really high-pitched whistle. And then the only way I can describe it is it's like the sound would then forgo the human ability to hear. It would become ultrasonic, almost. And when that happened, when the whistling noise went from me being able to hear it to not being able to hear it, I would become paralysed and I wouldn't be able to move. As a kid, you can imagine how scary that would be. It used to terrify me. I used to lay there, eyes open, fully awake, and all of a sudden I would start to hear all these people talking. It was like you were in a room full of people, but I was the only one in the room. I could just hear people chattering non-stop, couldn't make out any specific conversation because there were so many people talking at one time. But then the scary thing would happen. This one dominating voice would then speak up. And it almost sounded like it was echoing all around the corners of the room. And whenever this person spoke, it was a male's voice. The other ones all went quiet and it was just him. And he used to say to me, he knew my name, and he used to say to me that one day he would get me. Now I know that sounds like childish horror stories, boogeyman's coming to get the kid. But I later discovered from parapsychologists and spiritualists that if you have a nasty human, they're more than likely going to be nasty in death. And since I was a child, For that spirit or entity to scare me, that was probably the easiest way to do it, was to tell me that one day he was going to get me. So this went on for years. I tried to tell my parents about it. They didn't really understand what it was. We used to have a really big hi-fi system in the living room growing up. And the only way I could describe it to my mum and dad was that this ringing in my ears was louder than dad's stereo when he played his music. But 
because they'd never experienced it, they thought I was just having nightmares. So skip ahead to when I'm a bit older. Strange things keep happening throughout my life. We have moved out of that house and we're now in a different house. And this is where things really started to, to accelerate. So I used to play this game on the computer. It was called Black and White. You literally played a god, you were a hand on the screen and your job was to either nurture a civilization or you could gain power by keeping them in fear and destroying other villages. So I used to play that game relentlessly until one evening I was sitting at the PC with my headphones on and there used to be an in-game voice, it was a lady's voice and you always knew that someone in your village had died because she used to whisper death. It would be something like this. Death. And that meant if you were out doing missions or you were destroying other villages, you knew to come back because your village was either starving or it was being attacked. So this one night I was playing the computer that same voice that was in the game whispered my name. I almost fell off the seat, ripping the earphones out the headphone socket and started to scream. I was so scared. My dad came running upstairs wondering what had happened and I told him and he just looked at me like I was crazy. I mean, I don't blame him. He says, the game must know your name. I said, but dad, you don't put your name into this game. You create a character name, it doesn't know your real life name, that's it. So I could never ever figure out what caused that. And it's probably one of the strangest things to happen, to hear an actual computerized voice say your name. So then let's skip forward. I'm at university and my mum has a dog and I remember he used to come into my room and he'd just sit with me and every so often he would start to just look up as if he was looking at someone come through the, the bedroom door and he would just start growling and he would not take his eyes off what looked to me as he was just staring into space. There was nothing there for him to look at but he would always stare and growl and he would move backwards towards me as if someone was coming towards him. Like he could see some mysterious figure that I couldn't see. And it used to terrify me. I used to have to put him out my room. Then there was one night I was sitting listening to music on my CD player. And it was one of those fancy ones where you could put five CDs in at the one time. Now, it happened a couple of times before that it would just switch off and then I would have to switch it back on and then the CD would start back from song one. It would always restart the CD. This one night, I was just doing some homework, listening to music in the background. Next minute, the CD player just turns off completely, all power gone. No error messages, it just turns off. And I go up to it and I 
press the power button, nothing seems to be working, that's unresponsive. So I sit back down, thinking that was rather strange. Next minute, the CD player comes back on, full volume, and it's playing from the exact part of the song where it stopped. My dad came running upstairs screaming and shouting, telling me that my mum was in her bed trying to sleep and why did I have the music up so loud? I tried to explain to him he'd done it by himself, but again I was met with disbelief. Then some other strange things started to happen. I would notice that sometimes my aftershave bottles on top of my set of drawers were slowly rocking back and forward. I remember one night I was trying to sleep <clears throat> and I looked at the end of my bed. The room was dimly lit. It was just light coming in from the hall because I've never been able to sleep in the dark ever since the whole voice thing when I was a child. And it looked like this sort of grey mist had gathered at the bottom of my bed and it was sort of going from left to right and left to right. And then the next minute it just sort of like dispersed and disappeared. The next thing that happened, it had gone from being a grey mist to a dark outline like a shadow. I used to see it out the corner of my eye, go from one side of my vision to the other, just really fast. Then the scariest part happened, something that I'll never ever forget. And this is why tonight's episode is called Darker Than Dark. I've only ever seen one other person refer to something like this in all the stories I've watched on YouTube and listened to over the years. So I was at my boyfriend's house one night and I had this horrible feeling, I just couldn't shake this feeling of something bad was going to happen. And we were out he was gathering his clothes off the washing line. It was dark. And we just heard his front door slam shut. So naturally we were both thinking, my goodness, someone's ran into the house. So he put down the basket of clothing and we slowly entered the house thinking there could be anyone in there. Why would someone just go into someone else's house? They could be dangerous. So we went in, quietly, creeping around like a couple of burglars herself, listening for any noise, any sign that someone was in the house. We checked all the rooms, the cupboards, any place someone could hide, and there was no one there. We couldn't explain why the door had slammed shut. This, of course, only added to my feeling that something bad was going to happen. Or there was something there that shouldn't be there. It was like a, a dampening presence, a heavy presence. So the night came to an end and we were both laying in bed. And he used to sleep in the pitch darkness. I was only ever able to sleep without a light on if someone else was in the room. 
So I never used to put a light on when I was staying at his house. I was quite happy to sleep in the dark because I felt secure someone else was in the room with me. As I was trying to sleep, that feeling of dread came back even stronger than it had been the whole night. And I opened my eyes and standing in front of me was a figure of a man. My boyfriend used to have these old fashioned wardrobes that were probably about six and a half foot tall. This dark figure came up to just underneath the top of these wardrobes. It was featureless. I could just see the head, the shoulders, the arms, the legs. But he was just a dark void. There was no features. I couldn't see a face. I couldn't see clothing. It was just the shape of a man. And he was darker than the darkness of the room. It sounds hard to explain. The room was already dark and you could barely see your hand in front of your face. But this figure was somehow absorbing every last little bit of light that was in that room. And it was somehow darker than the rest of the darkness in the room. And all I could feel was absolute malice, hatred, evil, I would call it. It's the first time I've ever felt evilness. And although I couldn't see any eyes or a face, I just knew he was standing staring at me. And I just felt like he was going to rush forward and grab me. I just felt all this built up anger and hatred. Don't know why it was directed at me, but I knew this was the thing that first contacted me back when I was about five years old. This was the thing that had followed me from house to house. And this was the one night it had decided to fully show itself to me. It was done with all its tricks. It's moving things in the house scaring the dog it was finally here and it was evil and i've never felt such fear in my entire life not even to this day i just couldn't move i was frozen in fear i actually started to cry <laughs> a grown adult crying and my boyfriend was asking me what's wrong what's wrong and I couldn't even tell him. Eventually I pulled the covers up over my face and I just lay there for a good 20 minutes, unable to even speak. And when I took the covers back away, it was gone. And I tried to tell him what had happened. And he believed me. You'd known all the crazy stuff that happened to me growing up. A few crazy things had happened while I was with him. He'd seen some of it. So let's skip forward a few days. I'm back at my parents' house and the way my bedroom was laid out is I had two windows in the bedroom. One the computer desk was under 
the other one my bed was under. So one morning I woke up and I opened the blind and the curtains and the sun used to always hit our back garden, it was a southern facing garden. And as I looked at the window, I could see this tiny little handprint in the middle of the glass. So small it would probably fit in the palm of my hand. No one in my house or family had a hand that would have been that small. No one would have been in my room to make the handprint. And considering it wasn't there when I went to sleep, Someone would have had to crawl over me during the night to touch the window. By this point, my parents were starting to believe me because they were starting to notice things around the house as well. My dad used to get up really early to go to work every morning and we used to have three photo frames on top of the microwave. And he would say some mornings he would get up and one would be lying face down or it had been turned round to face the wall and you could see the back of the picture frame or it had been rearranged into a different order and he said most mornings he got up he had to either fix them or put them back the way they were he also used to say that when he took a shower and he closed his eyes to wash his hair he always felt like someone was watching him my mum never got that feeling but my dad did and I did as well Whenever you had to shut your eyes, I used to wash my hair as quickly as possible. Because every time I shut my eyes to wash my hair in the shower, I just felt like somebody was there. So they were starting to sort of believe the stories that I was telling. And my mum actually suggested to me, she says, well, why don't you try and communicate with whoever left this handprint? Try and talk to them. Because there are other stories I can tell as well where I have communicated with things that are not there. So I went up to my room and I closed my eyes and I tried to calm my mind and get into a nice state of calm. And I asked if anybody was there and if they'd made the handprint. Now you have to understand this happens all in your head. There wasn't a voice speaking out loud, but a voice did speak back to me. And he told me that it was a he was a he, and that he was here to help me get rid of the dark figure. He also told me that he died in the womb, and that he'd chosen to remain as a child in the afterlife or at least that's how he was presenting himself to me he said he was from my dad's side of the family and at the time he would have been born if he hadn't died in the womb about 50 years before him talking to me now and he said that I wouldn't have to worry anymore about that malignant figure that had always somehow been in the corner of my life and that he was there to get rid of it and that he would always watch. So the strange part comes when I go down to my parents to tell them what just happened. And to my surprise, my dad's 
facial expression and my mum's were of shock. It turns out my dad used to have an aunt who lost a child in the womb and it would have been around 50 years from the day I was talking to this spirit upstairs. Which was very strange because it's something that I never ever knew. And yet here we are, he's in my room, leaving handprints and helping me get rid of this evil presence that followed me for so many years. So I guess the story comes to an end when I tell you that I've never seen nor experienced any of the bad things that that dark energy used to come along with. Ever since that day it's been gone completely. And just as a point, he even showed himself to my mum a couple of times. She said she'd sometimes see him at the top of the stairs when she would get up in the morning. Or she said one time he was actually behind my bedroom door peeking out and she'd seen him. And she said she never felt scared. But that was kind of nice for me because it validated that everything I'd been telling them all these years, that there, there is more to this reality and that sometimes everything isn't as it seems. But I'm glad that she got a little peek into the things that I'd experienced <clears throat> and it sort of gave her a new outlook. After that, even she started to pick up on things because I think for you to realise that these things, I think for you to be aware of them, you have to be open to them. And even she started to experience things like my papa, she used to think that sometimes he'd sit on the end of her bed because she'd be thinking about him. He passed away, sadly. And she'd feel like someone sit on the end of the bed. And he used to have Siamese cats. And she says sometimes she used to feel the cat walking up the bed like the little paw prints. And she just always felt like it was him that was there. So these experiences, I think you do need an open mind. And I think once you're open to the possibilities, the universe can show you all different kinds of things. There are good and bad things out there. I do believe that. I do believe that evil presence that followed me for so many years. I don't know what its intentions were. I don't know if it was ever human. I don't know if such things as demons do exist. I know it came across as human and appeared in the figure of a man. But I can't imagine why an evil spirit would attach itself to me. Maybe it's just because it knew I could detect them. And I also once heard a psychic say that when the dead know you can hear them, it's like a light bulb turning on in a dark room and they all rush in to talk, to try and get their messages across to be heard. And that kind of made sense of me feeling like I was in a room with hundreds of people, but I couldn't make any of them out. So I guess as I got older, I started to understand all these weird happenings. And I don't know why they chose to present themselves to me, 
Maybe it's just something you're born with. I don't know. But that's my story. Darker than dark. I hope to upload a new story every Friday. Some might just be me telling my stories. Hopefully some will be new guests. I do hope this story has intrigued you a little bit. Caught your interest. And I do hope that if you do have any of these stories yourself, please get in touch. Because I do love to hear about them and I do love to talk about them. This has been At Night with Vaughn. Unpleasant dreams, in the words of Elvira. Good night.